Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Taste Buddies. So uh, today, the big topic of our episode today will be fermentation. Wow. Yeah, and Renyu is the one being a scholar here, bringing out his nice. fermentation book. <laughs> But yeah, so to start with, we've done like cooking separately and we've made things separately before, but we haven't done anything together. So in planning this episode, I thought it would be cool, right? If we could Get make something dirty. together. Okay. So that's what we're going to do. And we are making... Kimchi! Kimchi. Kimchi. Cool, 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 cool. We're cool. going to be Korean okay. aunties today. Here's the thing. I've eaten a lot of kimchi. Mm. I've watched a lot of kimchi making videos. Like mang cheese one? Yes. <laughs> but I've never gotten around to it because I feel it's a very messy business. It, it, it is. It can uh, be a bit messy, but... Actually, it's, it's not... It's not uh, for me, it's not the messiness. It's like, I don't know the I, I don't know that much about the fermentation part. And that's the part that scares me. Uh, what, like if, 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 what if I put in all this effort, right? And it, it, it comes goes out, bad, right? Yeah, and it, it comes out yeah, outside, right? Because yeah, <laughs> I've done that before. That's okay, but that's part of the fun <laughs> of fermentation, right? That is true, yeah. that is true. <laughs> yeah. So the, the thing is, uh, you need a clean environment to some extent, right? Mm. But I also understand that, you know, if uh, the good bacteria, there's more than bad bacteria, your risk is, is less. How, how, how does that work for you when you make kimchi? Yeah, so I mean like, for any fermented products, there's bacteria and like microorganisms like working to change the flavor of the thing. And like you said, right, you want the good stuff, not the bad stuff. Yep. And to control that, you can, some people like add, uh, I guess like some products have like starter bacteria or yeast that they throw in and that kickstarts the whole process. But you can also like keep a very clean environment mm. and make sure that, you know, that no dirty source of uh, bacteria come into contact with your food. Right. I don't know oh. about you guys, uh, would you say that uh, Fermenting stuff is a dying art in Malaysia. Even though I know there's this new trend with that's why this book was written by Noma, right? Because there's this trend in Europe where the chefs are fine dining chefs are starting to ferment their own stuff, right? Mm. But I do feel that in Malaysia, I don't know Asia, Southeast Asia, Malaysia particularly, I feel it's a dying art. Because our grandmas and mothers used to ferment stuff themselves. They do make their own salted egg, their own century egg, their own ikamasin, their own wine, their own everything. Right? And we do what? Well, the thing is, why do you need to do that when you can buy it off the shelf? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right? yeah, it's, it's, I think it's like we get to yeah. buy and taste a lot of uh, yeah, fermented yeah. products still, but yeah. maybe the, the but, art... Uh, yeah, the but art but I would disagree because yeah. there are new artisanal guys that's coming out yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. and actually producing uh, new age or new new interpretation yeah. of, of fermentation mm. on nicer packaging. Yeah. Right? Mm. I can see a few uh, a, a few startups like your friend who makes the soy sauce. Yeah, I have yeah. that on the side. Yep. Get that. Yeah. So it's, I, I think it's making a comeback, but mm. it's, it's sort of uh, still in a, in a young young stage. Yeah. Okay, okay. Knows, you know, after we make kimchi today, maybe yeah, 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 yeah. Hong's kimchi on the, on the supermarket <laughs> shelf. <laughs> okay, so let's get started. Okay, I'll so what do we need? Here. Since I am the only one who made Kimchi before, right? So you guys haven't made kimchi before? Yeah. I will slowly guide you through the process. Alright, awesome. I'm looking forward <laughs> I think to I'm this. a Korean auntie. Okay. When you make kimchi, right? You should use your hands. So like, no need glove. Okay. Jang, jang, jang. It's a time of COVID. I think we will just play safe lah. Okay? okay, okay, okay. Okay, so, Hong, I want you to cut this into like quarters. Of. I'm going to do something that annoys Ren Yi. Yeah. That's so wrong. What? <laughs> if I work for him last time, there's... All that COVID, oh, see, all that COVID bacteria is on his hand right COVID, <laughs> Okay, cut this into uh, four quarters. Uh. Four quarters, okay. Yeah, yeah. Wait, which way? So you can do... Yeah, four no, quarters. Oh, I, 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 I split it first. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. got it. You can split. 
Is this actually the correct cabbage that they use? Uh? Yeah, yeah. Oh. They use the it's Napa, Napa, Napa cabbage, cabbage, right? Yeah, Napa cabbage. Oh, Napa cabbage is Chinese cabbage. I yeah, always yeah. thought it's a different cabbage. Yeah. So I was thinking like how how different I am to my grandma, right? Like she makes everything, man. Like with pots of uh, sayur masin buried at the back of the house and everything on attic hanging, this and that. And I think yeah. personally, my fear mm. is always, what if I fuck up? Yeah, and exactly. That's, I, that's the same thing. I kill someone yeah, with yeah. my food. But I blame her also. I never teach me, so what can <laughs> do? You never asked what? <laughs> a lot of times, so fermenting stuff uh, yeah, yeah. gives you that specific taste of your place. Like for example, right, if you take the same recipe, right, you do like a Rockford cheese, right? you do it in California, you do it in Malaysia, right? the cheese will come out. But if you do it in, uh, you compare to the ones in France uh, made there, right? It's, the taste is totally different one. Mm. Just because of the bacteria in the environment and the ecosystem that they have there. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe even can, you talking, breathing, the bacteria is coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, that that's what's gonna make our kimchi taste damn good. I read something in uh, June's uh, notes that made me totally cringe, but then I'm like, oh, that's why wine tastes so good. Later uh, when he gets to it, I'm like... Nah. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? It's yeah. like, so the Koreans, they have this term they call like, I, I mean, I don't speak Korean, but apparently it's called like son mat or something. It's the taste of your hand. Mm. So every... That's why we shouldn't wear glove. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like every... every don't wear glove, don't have, wear glove. Every like Korean auntie kimchi will taste different because yeah. like the flavor of their hands will be different. Like the, the bacteria on your hands, no matter how much you wash it. Should I split this already? Sorry. No need. Uh, no, you can I'll, just cut it. Uh, cut like this. No? Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. No need to split it. Oh. Ah. Ah. Oh no, I thought just cut the root. Ah, yeah, ah. Never mind. You want to keep this, this one together. All together. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Cut already. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I can tap. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Continue, continue. Sorry. Okay. Then, you guys, you guys both can do this. Uh, so you put it in this. You can put everything in this container. No? Okay. Then you guys can work together. Wait, here. Where's the ASMR, man? Yeah, and then, so what I want you to do is you take the salt, right? And then you have to okay. put the salt in between like each layer. So you like rub the What's salt. Here? Yeah. Okay. How much salt do you put? Otherwise, what? how much? As much or as little as you want. Uh, you, can, you can put more. It's okay. We are going okay, to okay, like, okay. wash it away after. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. So, uh, so this is to draw the moisture, right? A bit, yeah. So sorry, man. Am I supposed to rub it in between? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. man. I cut off the thing. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. This one is still intact. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. going to do the pouring. Uh, you do yeah, the rubbing. Yeah, yeah. You okay. guys can do that. So much. No, it's to draw the... Yeah. Can, can oh, we got it. Okay, okay, okay. So with this, so this is not, not in the end product. Uh. Yeah. Okay. I'm Jiro, Wong Chi, Rin Tino, hey, I love you. <laughs> what the? Is this cultural? What are you is this cultural appropriation? <laughs> I don't know, you I'm staying, I'm staying, I'm staying <laughs> out of this for now. Oh, getting cancelled. <laughs> Fifth episode in, cancel. Cancel, yeah. Can I cancel? Oppa Gangnam. That's not gonna. Just don't make any jokes about Blackpink. That's all I know. About what? Blackpink or yeah. BTS. BTS. Okay. That's all I know. That's like my that's like my rule. Okay, sorry, yeah. Don't piss them off. Sorry, June man, I split all the thing already. It's man. okay, it's okay. Yeah. The, no but worries. isn't that more efficient that way? Isn't nah. that more isn't that no, more? No, that's efficient? how you know how when you see the kimchi, the cabbage is still in whole. like a bundle, right? Why? Nice Actually, I don't like it. it. No, you can keep it easy. Because if individually, right, when you keep it. You have to stack, stack, stack again. Ah, okay, okay, okay. It's just so to save like, the work. Uh, nature has bundled it for you. La. Yeah, yeah. Do you need more salt? Don't buy it. Ah, uh, June, how? Need more salt? And more, it's okay. It's okay. More, it's okay. Then we gotta wash it, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just make sure everything is. Is it sugar? 
No, I, I know how to read. I've made the mistake of using sugar in but place of Unless uh, you put salt. sugar in here, just to troll uh, people. No, that, that, that wouldn't happen. But <laughs> I've made that mistake before. And I was trying to brulee stuff, so I put salt instead of sugar. I was like, why is this shit not bruleeing? Actually, uh, you know, like, when we were growing up... Worst keep, crème brulee ever. <laughs> when we were growing up, kimchi wasn't a thing, right? Well... Because you're not Korean. Uh. Yeah, but it's just, I don't know when, at some point, people just started whacking kimchi like nobody's business. I think when Korean food became a trend. I think yeah, Japanese yeah, food yeah. first, sushi was a trend, mm, and then, then Korean, Korean food. Yeah, yeah. And K-pop helped us. Yeah. I remember as a kid, I've heard of kimchi, but uh, I was always told by my mom that, oh, it's Done, right? very sour, yeah. very sour. And and clean mm. Okay, so here I am making like the sauce for it. Um, so usually it starts off like in a pan, right? So you cook it over a stove with uh, water, you bring it up to heat, and you put some like glutinous rice flour. And then you also put some sugar. I've already actually made that just to save us some time. Uh, so this is the, what it looks like. It's kind of like a, it's like a gloopy paste. Can I smell it? It doesn't smell much, it's a glutinous rice flour and, and oh, okay. sugar. Well, there is, there is a bit of smell too. So instead of like regular like brown sugar, I gave it a bit of like, I guess like local Malaysian kind of spin. I subbed out some ingredients. Uh. So I'm using gula melaka that I melted. Um, so I used ah, it that's in here. Smell. Uh, so we're just gonna pour it in. What is this again? This is the what they call like the almost like the paste or the porridge to start off your the kimchi sauce. Is that where the yeast is and all that? No, no. What 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 role does this play? So this kind of gives the base of the sauce, and so it gets it a bit like thicker. And there's also that I guess like sugar and water in it, so it mm. it helps to coat the. Coat the uh, cabbage leaves. Cabbage leaves. Yeah. Okay. okay. Do we wash these leaves off first or do we So usually you would leave this to kind of soak in the salt for maybe like a few uh, hours. hours. Yeah. Uh, but we today don't have, it's okay. But we, we still need to wash hours. it out, otherwise it's gonna be damn salty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 we need to wash out. But yeah. it's okay, this will take maybe like another five, ten minutes, we can leave it there. Okay. Um so also you're mixing so this will be the final everything yeah. that you mix in lah. Yeah. You're yeah. building that sauce now. Yes. Okay. So I'm building a sauce. You're gonna add in the uh, like a paste of this is garlic, ginger, onions. Mm. So oh, I blended it up. Mm. Uh, I'm just gonna put everything in. Garlic, ginger, onion. In in what ratio? There's quite a lot of garlic in here. I use maybe this is about like eight cloves of garlic, one uh, half an onion, half a white onion, and then like a thumb sized piece of ginger. ginger smells good. Yeah. So you just make. Yeah, it's a Korean on. smell already. Yeah. It's a Korean smell already. Yeah. This is where you say Korean people smell like garlic. What? <laughs> Oh yeah, what about this? I let you mix that. I let you mix home. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. getting cancelled today, is it? <laughs> Let's get cancelled together. No, it has that Korean restaurant smell. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, then together with this, uh, I'm gonna add some fish sauce. Fish sauce or so. Oh, oh, I want to show this to the audience. Uh, don't eat it, huh? Again, fish sauce is fermented, so you add it in yeah. to make a more fermented product. Don't say it smells like Thai people now, huh? <laughs> You can kind of measure it, but I think in this case, it's okay. We just go by eye. Oh quite a dear, lot. dear. Oh, that's quite a lot. Yeah. And then also, so in Korea, they use like a, almost like a salted shrimp sort of mixture. Uh, but it's very hard to find in Malaysia. But what we can use is chinchalot, mm. which is also another fermented product, but it's a very local thing. As a Malaysian, uh, we are more accepting because we're quite used to these yeah, flavors, yeah, like right? strong flavors. Yeah. Uh. Okay. okay, and then the next ingredient, uh, which again, I noticed that we're eyeballing a lot of things. Huh? Yeah, it's okay. You know, okay. It's, uh, kimchi, it's, okay. it's kimchi. It's all about the feelings, yeah. man. Uh, and again, another more champa, local champa. ingredients. I'm gonna, uh, I've never oh. tried this before. But I'm adding in like asam jawa. 
Ah, okay. okay yeah, yeah, yeah. So is this a replacement of a Korean product or? Not really, not really. Okay, this yeah. is something yeah. extra you want to add? Yes, la. this is extra that yeah. I want to add just to That's see like, oh, I will add what more. What flavor, nice flavor profile would it be? Sour. Yeah, it's a bit of sourness. Uh, kimchi is usually sour, sour yeah. like, on its own. It doesn't get any sourness from like vinegar or anything. It's through the fermentation process. Oh, actually. okay, okay. Yeah. But this just, I don't know, just helps to build the flavor. Mm. Um, and then, finally, we're adding in the Korean chili powder. Okay. Yeah. Again, eyeball. Everything. Can yeah, I smell it? quite a lot, huh? Yeah, yeah. You just have it's a not like super spicy. Paprika note. Yeah, but you can taste a bit. It's not like very spicy. So the process of like uh, kimchi-fying things, right? Doesn't only uh, it's not specific to, to cabbage, cabbage only, yeah. right? You can kimchi fry anything like radishes, chives, uh, some sort of like veggie or like perilla yeah. leaves. Like they do a lot of different kinds of kimchi. I like the ones where they add also. like other forms of vegetables, whether it's onion, chives, and whatnot, and mm. it really gives a nice texture rather than just cabbage. Yeah, alone. I like the radish ones. Mm. So uh, I think he's doing that. Have it also. You like radish? We're gonna add oh. radish. Do we add it here or there? No. So we're gonna add everything in here. Ah, oh, okay. To so make it into the, the cabbage is always on its own. Yeah. Salted <coughs> to remove the moisture, yeah. and then you add. Okay. And then so we add the radish and carrot and some spring onions. And it's looking a bit thick now. Uh, I think we can add a bit of water. More sure, more sure. Yeah. Yep. Again, we're like eyeballing stuff. Any Koreans watching this? Maybe no, they are like no, shaking their no, head. No, yeah, no. All the, all the oppa. <laughs> yeah, add a bit of water. Say when? Can? Okay. okay. Mix it and see. So do you actually make kimchi for yourself? Uh, I've made it a few times before, yeah, at home. Okay. Just for, just for fun. I heard it's damn good diet food. Uh. Very good what? Diet Diet food, food yeah. Oh. How does it help with uh, dieting? We'll talk about it in the rabbit hole later. Oh, okay. I heard it's good for your guts, but I never heard about it as a diet food though. That would be interesting. Yeah. Okay, now? Okay, then you can, you can taste it. I think it needs more... The salt will come from that. I think it needs more fish sauce. Maybe. <laughs> what? It does I'm, have that kind of uh, I think it was that one, yeah, okay, okay. That, that's that's, that's where the yeah, that's that's fishiness. The fishiness, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. You don't know like it's good when you're no, no, that's like I, 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 yeah, I, I forgot. I forgot it was uh the budu. Uh, chinchalo, sorry. What was that? Oyster sauce or no gula malaka. 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 It's more sweet. Was that in there just now? Yeah, yeah, so it was in the original like the paste. Ah, okay. Uh maybe a touch more water so. Okay. Alright, then now I think can wash this I'll one wash already. This? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so this has been washed and we removed some of the salt from it. Um, so the whole point of like salting is to just make it a bit softer. And also... To remove the moisture lah, right? Yeah, remove the moisture, dry it out a bit. And also, you know, make it... I mean, it will be slightly salted uh, when we mix it all together anyway. And then you can squeeze out the liquid. Wow. Make sure it's like pretty dry. A bit what of liquid is okay. What uh, there's a bit more moisture than what? It's okay, it's just your kimchi will be very like soggy. Yeah. No, uh, also moldy. also you ferment anything with a lot of moisture, it will it will it will get moldy. La. It will in, Chance of yeah, chances moldy, of bacteria. Uh, yeah, moldy. yeah, but that one will require like a, it will be like very wet la, then, yeah. 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 Usually it's more like it will be more soft. 
when you sort it for a few hours, yeah. uh, this should be okay. Yeah, I'm, just yeah. I'm just wondering whether it can be done scientifically. Like you measure the amount, exact amount of salt that you need. Because I was Googling your lacto-fermentation, right? It's like, there's, there's this 2, 2 to 3% yeah. Yeah, can. salt content. So it's like you weigh the... Yeah, you yeah, weigh you the weigh cabbage it. and the liquid. But what you're doing yeah. here is not lacto-fermentation. La. Yeah. <clears throat> but I'm well, quite sure there is a... Technically, it is. Okay. The then... Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> okay. We'll argue about it later. Then, uh, at this point, we are going to put the chili spicy paste and kind of like rub it all over the leaves. Uh, at this point, you can choose to wear gloves if you want. Or yeah. if you want spicy hands, you can opt not to wear gloves. You do want gloves, right? Yeah. Okay. Stick to your okay. pants then. <laughs> No! Oh, hey. oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Make sure he okay. double sanitize his hands. What the f? Uh, I think let Ringy mix. Uh. What? You don't want to mix anymore? Okay, you uh, guys yeah. can mix together. It's a bonding experience, guys. Oh. So, right, let's say, right, for this package of leaves, right, so what you usually want to do, right, is you take Go some of the. Yeah, and then you take one oh. leaf and then you rub, rub, rub. Take well, one wear glove as well. So. After all that! <laughs> okay, so both of you can Conclusion do this. Conclusion is wear glove. So, you guys each take a parcel of. Uh, Oh, okay, okay. Cabbage? Take a parcel. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Try and make it as sexy as possible. Yeah, yeah, put it for you. Yeah, spray it out. Yeah. In the between, no? In between, in between. Wait! It's <laughs> <laughs> just gonna rain. Just now you can do kimchi slap. You know kimchi slap? Just take this wet. What? Bro! Bro! I told you it was gonna happen! <laughs> I told you it was gonna happen! <laughs> You asked me to slap the kimchi and slap the kimchi, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> I thought you asked me to do the kimchi slap. I knew it was going to happen. You encourage him, this is what happens. Oh shit. Karma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where's the tissue? Uh? In my Dude. pocket, bro. Oh my god. Is that the only one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Put uh, your hands in my pocket, bro. Let's there's go. some outside. Where? Yeah, yeah, in my pocket. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Name on it. You didn't see how bad no it was. No more slap. No more slap. No more slap. Yeah, mine is good. Mine is good. Mine is thoroughly okay. marinated. Okay. Next one. Next one. One more. Okay. It's quite fun though. Therapeutic to some extent. Not, not. Unless not you get some. For me now. Yeah. No, just. <laughs> I was debating, right, whether I should wear like a red shirt. That's why you always wear black. At least I always wear yeah. black. Why are you still putting my hands as kimchi? <laughs> your hands. What okay. My, what my face? Yeah. The job I have to do, I did not sign up for this. Shit, it's thanks, even baby. worse. Yeah, man. Okay, thanks. <laughs> personal assistant already. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to take that, wrap it into a nice parcel, and you're going to put like, it in. Yeah. Oh, it looks damn cool already. You say it has to be aged for how long again? As long as you want, to be honest. Some people but keep minimum? their kimchi for like few years. Minimum? Uh, it's not really minimum. You can eat it fresh like this. Okay. It's like it's it just won't have that as complex or as sour of a taste. Uh, the longer you leave it, the usually the more sour it gets. Um, and usually after people leave it outside for maybe like a few days, a week, uh, and Wait, then they put so it in the room fridge. temperature. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't. I don't know. Malaysia temperature. I don't know. Huh? Uh, maybe Malaysia is like very hot lah. So it's you can leave room. it in like a yeah yeah yeah. Room. Or, or for room. a shorter duration no? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you need to get the process started yeah, la, yeah. then you yeah. chill it. Yeah. So usually at a lower temperature, the <laughs> fermentation process is slower. Uh, higher temperature will be faster. Yeah. So you leave it outside just to kickstart the whole process. Yeah. So click, like, subscribe, 
and uh, what you else? Get free kimchi. And you get yeah, free we send kimchi. one jar to you, but we can't guarantee that it's edible. But it's a collectible. <laughs> <laughs> it's a collectible. Uh, June's shirt will also be uh, part yeah. of the sale. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I won't watch this. Uh. This episode is as funky as okay, the kimchi. Press it. Press the whole thing down. Yeah, so the reason why you want to press it down and compact it, and usually people keep it in like a jar rather than like a tray, it's just less contact with air, the less chance of like ah, spoilage and mold and whatnot. Because yeah. everything is like submerged. Yeah. Okay. So you want to squeeze out, like, let's say, because here got a bit of air pocket. Oh. Yeah, squeeze it a bit. Make it oh, that sound. Okay, so this is our kimchi. One lucky winner will win this, maybe. I don't know, man, what we're doing. But, so, with the magic of uh, editing, I actually made another batch already. Hong mm. uh, Kong. Okay. <laughs> we are very Yes, so this is the kimchi. It's really warm. Yeah, so fermentation makes it really warm. Yeah. So it kind of looks like this. Oh, it smells a bit funky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really yeah, funky. Yeah. Really. yeah. This is the Malaysian weather, man. Yeah. You left, you left this one out in the... Yeah, so I left it in the room temp. Yeah, room temp. Yeah, if three of us lao sai... Yes, there's always... <laughs> when it comes to familiar things, if you make it on your own, there's always a chance of... <laughs> diarrhea. Okay, so this is my kimchi. No Exact guarantees. same yeah. recipe as today? Yes, yes. Close to lao. Same, same. <laughs> I said we aga-aga just now, I kind of measured it yesterday. Oh, this one measured. Yeah. This one had more love lah. Mm. Yeah, oh, but it's one more parcel though. Yeah. I think... I think... Yeah. It's a bit strong. I made it a bit too strong. Strong in what sense? Too yeah. powerful. Too salty, too sour. Oh, really? Okay. Okay, thank Maybe you. It just needs time. Does it mellow out over time? Uh, it no. mellows out when you uh, cook it, actually. This mm. one is quite mon monotonous. All I taste is um, spice and salt. Ah, because yeah. it hasn't like fermented long enough, I suppose. Yeah. So the longer it goes, the more complex, the more. This is on the first bite. That's what I'm getting. What are you getting? It's very complex Rene, already, bro. Rene's face look a bit oh. disapproved. No, <laughs> because it's got the budu. <laughs> oh, it's a bit salty for me. No, no, mm. chinchalok. Mm. Okay, salty yes, ah. A bit too salty. I love the chinchalok. It's too salty. But will the salt mellow out? You feel like you put. Hey, hey, no man. Covid lah. Just in case, ah. Uh, I feel like I put too much salt. Again, I have to disclaim, uh, this is not an authentic kimchi, I suppose, because we add a lot weird of things to do it. Stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kimchi making session Whoa, done. Hard work, man. <laughs> Please, I didn't even get you to chop all the veggie, you know, all the carrot, <laughs> the radish. Ready to chop for you. It's quite a lot of work. I mean, kudos to those that make it on a large scale. This kind of served as an introduction to what we're going to talk about today, which is the topic of fermentation, right? Mm. And when we talk about fermentation, it always seems like Oh, it's this product that you know only restaurants can do, you can buy, you can't really, you don't really have a lot of fermented products at home. But actually, many of your pantry ingredients, stuff in your fridge, are actually fermented, fermented. right? Shall we clear our plates then go down the rabbit hole? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. We have a bunch of uh, fermented products in front of us. Uh, yeah, so we can just uh, like rattle off a few, right? Kombucha, soy sauce, yogurt, cheese. What's this? This one is uh, the dried sotong. Ah, dried sotong. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, How is dried sotong fermented? So uh, you when you salt it and you uh, let, uh, basically you dry it, basically what, what's happening is you are actually letting it rot uh, 
uh, letting it rot. Control, control rotting. Control, control yeah. rotting. Yeah. So basically, it's just uh, salt and the, the temperature and the sun preventing mm. the bad uh, bacteria to activate and let the good ones, the good enzymes, uh, which is already on the sotong or in the environment to activate. So what, what it does is it breaks down the protein and then it creates a... Uh, Glutamate, which is MSG that we know, mm. and then it uh, creates creates other flavor compounds. After a while, right? Because uh, I, I don't know this, I, I consider this a hack, lah. Sometimes when you do business, right, and you do my like mine, you have to have a big volume of uh, sauces, which is uh, very tasty. And you know the 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 correct way to do it is to you know boil down bones and all that, and it takes ages. It takes yep. long hours, big volume of bone, and you end up with very little sauce. So what I do from time to time is I add in all these. Uh, fermented stuff to give it that extra MNG oomph. Oomph. yeah. And mm. as a cook, right, this is a very powerful tool uh, in everything you do, right? Mm. And and this uh, dry sotong, we use it in our lamb sauce. So we serve it with our lamb. And you're not mm. supposed to taste it, but it's an yeah, underlying yeah, exactly. flavor, right? It's an underlying flavor. I'm not going for that sotong taste. Uh. It's that special MSG taste that I want. Yeah, that is that developed yeah, over developed, fermentation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think like a lot of fermented products, you can say the same, right? For, mm. for a lot of fermented products, like the, the flavor itself is quite complex. Mm. And there's no other combination of other ingredients, like fresh ingredients that you can make to recreate that flavor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and even things like chocolate and coffee, they uh, do actually go fermentation. through- yes. Yeah, they do go through like a fermentation process. I think a lot of people don't know what coffee bean or chocolate bean, cocoa bean looks like uh, before it turns into that nice cup of coffee or, uh, or bar of chocolate. Yeah. It, uh, for cho- for cocoa at least, it tastes like soursop to me. It's like, yeah, a, yeah. It's like a fruit it's like a with uh, the like pods. pods yeah. yeah. And then if you eat the pods on its own, uh, the flesh doesn't contribute to the cocoa at all. Uh, but you can make juice and whatnot out of it, but it tastes like soursop. The seed mm. is where the beauty comes in, right? Mm. Uh, I think they will put it in a, in a, a vessel and then they'll just let the natural sugar yeah, uh, ferment yeah. over time yeah. and once that is developed they take out the cocoa seed mm. they roast it and then they will you know yeah, yeah. turn it and t- so like all those chocolate bars right, if you yeah. taste the raw product itself it doesn't taste like the chocolate exactly, bar exactly. at all yeah. it's yeah. only through the fermentation process that you get that complexity and flavor and that that cho- distinct chocolate flavor oh this is the kombucha, oh, this is kombucha. actually what is kombucha it's tea fermented Com- tea fermented mm. tea yeah so Again, the process is very interesting. I have made kombuchas before where, you know, you have like a layer of like... Scoby. Bacteria. Yeah, they call it scoby. Scoby. Like What's that? Symbiotic colony of bacteria and yeast. Yeah, so there's bacteria and yeast in this like, almost like alien gunk. Uh, and then you put it in the tea. Over a few days, that thing will ferment the tea. Yeah, and then it will create another layer of gunk, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can continue that process. Yeah, yeah. So just now, right, you guys were talking about how uh, uh, you were mentioning this sotong, right? It's like almost like a control uh, rotting. Rotting, yes. yeah. yeah. And it's actually very close, like fermentation and rotting. And when you think about it, it's like, oh, fermentation is like, sounds good. And rotting is like, oh, there's like terrible things break down and it's like things mm. die and, and rotting, right? But actually, they are both very similar processes. They're very close to each other. Mm. It's only that one is controlled, which is fermentation. So you control, you want the good things. And rotting is like bad law, it's like out of control fermentation. And I saw one post on Reddit that like had this analogy. It's almost like a, a fermentation, it's like a rocket launch, and like uh, rotting is like an explosion. Ah. So both have the explosive effect, but like one is very controlled and it ends up in like a good result, there's a purpose to it. And one is just like a, just a wild explosion, <laughs> right? For you guys, right, when you taste 
uh, fermented things, right? What is the appeal to you? For me, I think, let's, let's go back to when I first discovered uh, fermented products, right? I always feel like, uh, my first impression, I think it was fish sauce. Uh, and to me, it's, how can anyone eat this or, or, or use this, right? But then I realized that a lot of fermented products are not meant to, to be eaten on, on, on its own directly. And a lot mm. of it is, it has such a punchy flavor that you want to use it uh, as, a, as a supporting flavor. But again, it's not, it's not uh, the rule of law, mm-hmm. right? the rule of thumb. Uh, for example, soy sauce, one of the most common uh, fermented products that we use in our Asian cuisine, right? Uh, you can use that, you can take a fish ball or whatever else and dip it in and, and it tastes good. Uh, but a lot of uh, fermented products, like whether it's the sotong, whether it is fish sauce, uh, I feel in general is, is super punchy. Uh, but again, as I grew to understand it more, then you know that it doesn't always have to be uh, that way. Mm. And it, like yogurt, I didn't know yogurt was fermentation. For some reason, I always just thought that, oh, it's just milk and then it somehow curdled and there you go, you have it. But uh. anything that you play with bacteria, you play with yeast, uh, that, that, there is some level of uh, fermentation to it. And that's, for me, my exposure to, to mm. fermentation. Yeah, and uh, like the curdling itself is like, oh, it's gone bad, right? It's like spoilage. Well, if you leave milk out, yeah, it yeah. does curdle, but it has yeah. a very different result. Yeah, yeah, because that, again, right, it goes back to like the, the bad spoiling versus like a controlled one, which gives you yogurt. Lah. Yeah, and Hong, like what are... When, when you use fermented products at your restaurants, right? Like you, you talk about like a sotong, but is yeah. that something that you do uh, regularly? Like do you seek for fermented products, fermented flavors and, and use it regularly? Actually, actually it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a very uh, deep subject. La. I mean, for me, I think uh, maybe when we started off, fermentation is just a means of preserving stuff, right? And then somehow... Uh, we you mean our ancestors? Ancestors and also like uh, in general, uh, a lot of people think of fermentation as uh, just uh, a way of preserving stuff like you've got extra vegetable, you just put it into salt water, like, like keep it longer. Uh. But I think the, what I enjoy most about fermentation is the byproduct, which is when bacteria or enzymes work on the food, food item that you want to preserve and it creates all these uh, complex flavor compounds that you wouldn't get from a normal, normal uh, if you eat the fruit straight, or you eat the grape straight, you won't get this kind of flavor. I mean, that's, that's why I love I love things like cheeses and wine and durian and all these are very, very heavy and complex uh, mm, flavors, flavors, which I think you can get only through fermentation, mm. right? Uh, for, for a good example, it's a sotong and then another good example is blue cheese. A lot of people associate it with uh, rotting or something smelly. Actually, uh, stinky cheese doesn't stink. It's just that not, not many people will understand the complexity of the flavor. So they, they associate it with the process, which is like we said just now, is the control rotting. I mean, it is it is that same process. It's just that technically what you should enjoy is all these uh, flavor notes that you wouldn't normally get. Yeah. Mm. Like for example, I give you one very good example. A lot of people don't understand why people dry aged beef as well, right? So a lot of people like, when I first started doing it in my restaurant, a lot of people say like, oh, it smells like socks. I remember Renier's first. Uh, it did. First that one was, was part partially yeah. rotting. Okay. This yeah. was the like a uh, the raw piece. Uh. it's uh, like a, a really dry age. I uh, haven't cooked. Really. Haven't cooked yeah. So it, it it smells like something dead. It smells like socks. It smells like someone's armpit or whatever. <laughs> I mean, that is the simplest way to understand it. But then again, 
uh, the reason why I like dry aged beef is because once the enzyme starts breaking down the collagen, that is the primary objective, right? People started dry, dry aging beef is because they want the enzyme in the beef to break down the beef, the collagen, so that it's more tender. But in the process of doing that, all the enzymes and uh, bacteria after 14 days, if we continue, continue letting it uh, age, what it does is it creates all these extra compounds, the flavor compounds which are more complex and I, I suppose people would call it smelly and then it also uh, creates amino acids and all that like glutamate like again MSG again mm, so yeah, it always yeah. come back to me to these, these two two components uh, that which I enjoy about fermentation yeah. Mm, mm. Yeah. yeah and you talk about like breaking down right so that is essentially what is happening man. Yeah. so when you talk about like rotting yeah. decomposition yeah uh, it's like things are breaking down into like smaller parts. And mm. that's actually what's happening in many cases of fermentation, if mm. not probably all, right? Where yeah. originally, like the original product, let's say like the soy bean itself, yeah. or let's say for the kimchi, yeah. the cabbage, right? There's the the molecules in there is like very big and it's like too mm. too big for our tongue to like mm. perceive and to yeah. taste, right? But through fermentation, all these like microorganisms, bacteria, yeast and whatnot, they they work to like break down these like complex sugars mm. and starches and whatnot into like smaller parts, then we can yeah. taste more flavor and also there are more different parts also. Yeah. And then and then I, I, I also find it very interesting. I don't know if you want me to go into this too early on. I mean do you want to talk about the signs of No, that? go ahead, yeah. So I think the part which uh, I find very interesting, right, is different stages of fermentation uh, yields different uh, results. results and flavors. Let's say uh, you fermented uh, uh, sticky rice, like glutinous rice. So the first stage of fermentation, right? It would like like the one we discussed just now, the lacto fermentation. What it does is it breaks down the starch and turn it into uh, sugar, right? So uh, the sugar and the flavor compound that it creates is the uh, sweetness and then the sourness, right? That is the flavor compound that you get. So that's the first stage of fermentation. If you let it go further, then the yeast will start eating the sugar that it generates, right? And then it will spit out uh, uh, as byproduct ethanol. So that's where alcohol comes alcohol, into play. Yeah. So alcohol comes into play. So it, then it becomes a different uh, flavor profile. And then if you let it go further on, right, then it will start turning the uh, alcohol into acid again, mm. right? Mm. So uh, it has this uh, self-preservation way of self-preserving it and then but and then changing at the same time. So from uh, rice rice pullet, you become, uh, let's say, the dessert that we all know, uh, apai, right? It's Swedish uh, uh, fermented rice, uh, sticky rice. And then it goes into the alcohol zone already, becomes very alcohol. That, that's when you can um, uh, get the tua and rice mm. wine out of it, okay? Then if you let it go further, it becomes rice vinegar. Mm. So you see, yeah. like, from this process, right, you get the range of it is damn big one. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. like, I, like, I never knew this, right, until someone actually told me, you know, that like, you can actually make alcohol out of anything, right? You can, mm. you can ferment broccoli, you can ferment cherries, you can ferment durian, you can ferment whatever. You can just make alcohol out of it if you, if you, if you know what you're doing. Right? Whether it tastes good is a different yeah, thing. Like, <laughs> these whole parts, right, it's like different... Mm microorganisms are at work no, at mm. different stages. Yeah. Yeah. And like like you said, right, you can take it out at any yeah. point and it will taste like different. And and not for the not for the lack of trying, uh, if you if you read all the name of the bacteria you you get pending. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's nothing simple. Right. But mm. but then again you know my grandma used to do it. Mm. I'm pretty sure she doesn't know all this. All uh, our grandma's products, <laughs> yeah, aren't it? Yeah. Like, and it's all like by feel, by experience. Yeah. Like, oh when I add this thing, yeah. right? It's like, oh this happens and it tastes yeah. better, right? Yeah. And I think that's like 
that speaks to the origin of a lot of fermentation as well. Yeah. Like that's not how people like in the past, right? In like you know, thousand, few thousand years ago, it's yeah. not as if people knew about mm. oh. Uh, I can add yeast if I yeah. put like you know some some raw mm. veggies, raw broccoli or something into yeah. water and just make it into alcohol or whatnot. It's yeah. not as if they knew the science behind it, yeah. but they were just trial and error. And that's actually how like wine came to be. Yeah. Like why do you think people have that whole stepping on wine thing? Yeah. Right? Exactly. Is it yeah. the feet uh, bacteria? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because <laughs> go yeast on your feet. Bro, that's why. Right, right. like bacteria and yeast in your feet. And also like the grape skin line and whatnot, right? Which yeah. is probably the, the more the cleaner one. Um, but yeah, that's how people step on it. And then if yeah. it, it, after a while you leave it in like a pot or something, I'm, it turns yeah. into alcohol and it tastes good. Yeah. So I'm sure it's something like this, right? They wanna they have a lot of grape, they're like, okay guys, let's just step on it, get the grape juice, right? Then they had the grape juice with their feet yeast in there, and then they're like, okay, let's put it, put it. Yeah, put we it cannot like, finish today. Yeah, uh, we put it like that. Yeah. 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 Then one day they took a sip and they're like, wow, happy juice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. a lot of the times, like all these culinary yeah. inventions are like accidents, yeah. right? And yeah, again, like a lot of our fermented products go back like yeah. ages ago. So like bread, apparently, like the Egyptians were very good at like perfecting the art mm. of making bread, uh, which were very different from which is very different from what we have nowadays. Uh, which is more like factory process. I read that uh, a couple of months ago they found uh, intact yeast uh, in an Egyptian tomb. And they were able to create bread out of that yeast. Oh. So you had bread that was technically, you know, mm. a few hundred thousand years. years is it hundred years plus old? Yeah. I think a thousand years thousand old. Thousand yeah. Thousands. Yeah. Thousands. Yeah. Thousands of years old. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pyramid is five thousand years old. Yeah. Mm. And then stuff like, I mean, in China, they use like soybean, a lot of tofu, soybean mm. curd, right? Mm. Apparently, that was initially used for uh, like medicine, like antibiotic. They were mm. rubbed like Futok on your really? wound. Really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So people slapping futok on their wound. Futok <laughs> <Don't> slap. <laughs> Along with all these like moldy soybean stuff, they also use like their version of like cheese and, and dairy. And mm. that's why all that's why there are so many different kinds of cheese from across yeah. the world, right? Because everyone uh, at some point they had some leftover milk or something that they turn mm. somehow turn into yogurt or turn into cheese by oh. accident again. You know that story they always tell at our school? I don't know, you guys heard this. I mean, they tell you this story when you're growing up. What, what is? So the story of how cheese was created was in the uh, desert, somewhere in uh, Arabia there, there was this traveler. So he put milk into the the sack made, made from the bladder of the camel. Yeah, yeah. So they, after Travel. a few nights of journey, then he tried to drink on the, the on milk. On the camel back. Yeah, and then the thing was like, Cut solid already. Yeah. Yeah. That's how cheese, cheese uh, was invented. invented. Uh, but that's totally too simplistic. I, I mm. tried to read into the the uh, microbes that causes uh, cheese to be made. It's so complex that I'm like, mm. wow, mm. it's actually a miracle that we ma- managed to pull it off. So like, you know, it's like, at this age, right, at this t- during these times, right, we feel like there are a lot of things which is uh, we already know and discovered. But yet, in simple things that we consume, there's a lot of science behind all this fermentation thing, which is not yet, you know, totally understood yet. Right? Mm, it's mm. kind of it's kind of amazing that we are still producing. Yeah, I mean, we can produce and replicate all this uh, stuff, man. Yeah, and and yeah. like fermentation now is there's a new age of fermentation, right? Mm. Like your book, the Noma Noma's mm. Guide to Fermentation. Yeah. So I want to talk about garum. Right. Ah. It's, it's the new age, uh, hip, uh, yeah. fine dining word to use, mm. right? Hey, you know, we use uh, garum on this. And, mm. and garum is basically fish sauce. Uh, mm. oh, I mean, sorry, uh, fish sauce is a type of garum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? 
you can make it from anything else. You can make it from anything. And one of our friends, Chai, right, uh, recently he visited me uh, and he was uh, showing me some of the funky stuff he was testing, right? Uh, So let let, let me read to you what people have made uh, garum from. There's beef garum, there's roast and shrimp garum, there's squid garum, there's roasted chicken wing garum, there's bee pollen garum, there's these garum. You know what Mm. he made? He made grasshopper garum. Oh. So dry you, cricket or, yeah. So to me, it, there were a different uh, few flavors. There was beef, there was uh, fish and whatnot, right? Yeah. And they all tasted the same but different. That yeah. subtlety, that nuances is what made it it. Yeah. Ironically, the grasshopper one tastes like shrimp. <laughs> if you didn't tell me it was grasshopper, I would think it tastes like shrimp. Oh. Right? But the complexity, I can see. I can see that if I add a drop of that on, on my beef burger, let's say, it will mm-hmm. add that saltiness to it that it needed, all right? But at the same time, it will give this, this layer of uh, complexity that I would not find on normal beef with just salt and pepper, mm-hmm. right? But the process of doing it is fairly easy, but complicated. Mm-hmm. The, the, the concept is easy. The extraction, the timing, the temperature, all those are the tricky part. Mm-hmm. So Hong, are you going to put a grasshopper instead of this sotong into your <laughs> lamb sauce? Hey, with uh, the, the world climate crisis and supply crisis I'm that not, we're going through, who knows? I'm Cri- not that trendy. In, in <laughs> sex, in sex you don't have to tell anyone. Just like no one knows uh, that you put this sotong yeah. inside, right? Yeah. Hey, haven't yeah. you guys been to the Thai market or Vietnamese market and then they sell those uh, dried insects? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It tastes yeah, yeah. like it tastes like shrimp, right? Dried shrimp, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean like all those like the smaller. I tried the smaller ones before, yeah, and yeah. They, they taste really good. Yeah. Like you just like fry them, and then they put like I don't know, like lime and uh, yeah. MSG, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't really know. <laughs> I, I'm I'm really thinking grasshopper, cricket, soy sauce, or, or fish sauce is the is the way to go. <laughs> grasshopper kimchi, right? Nice. Uh, oh my god, it's got a nice crunch. Uh, yeah, so I think we can move on to more, I guess, restaurant setting okay. or application uh, topics. And one of the things that I was like always curious about, right? And because I don't own restaurants, right, I maybe don't know about this. Um, but when it comes to fermentation, right? Most fermentation have alcohol as part of the byproduct, the byproduct right? Mm. And so in terms of like halal certification, right? Is it very hard for fermented foods, fermented products to gain certifications, or if, even if you have, uh, if you use some sort of fermented food in your restaurant, it, will it be tricky? At the current stage, my restaurant don't use a lot of uh, uh, fermented items, except mm, for soy mm. sauce. So I, I, I'm not educated enough to, to talk about that. But I think Hong might have some insight to that. Yeah, so uh, I did a bit of research into this because I think one of the most uh, talked about topic uh, in terms of uh, fermented food, right? Uh, there are a few examples which are very sort of Controversial, but it's actually not not controversial at all. The one that people like to talk about the most is uh, the shoyu, the Japanese shoyu, and also the tapai. Mm. Because these two products, I think they contain uh, uh, quite a significant amount of uh, alcohol. I think tapai is 2% to 3%. Where you, you know, like compared to beer, it's like 4 or 5, like 4.5, mm. something, right? So it's actually quite high. So a lot of people like start to question these things like, you know, uh, why, why is tapai allowed to eat and everything? Actually, it's very simple. Uh, I, I googled it. You, ju- you just have to go to Jakim website. There's this e fatwa by the what they call the MKI the Majlis, uh, I think Murazaka or something. So they are the national body of uh, uh, that gov that, that that governs and try to homogenize the execution of uh, Islamic laws in in Malaysia, right? And and they say that it's very simple. If the alcohol is produced as a byproduct 
of a certain food item, then it's not considered haram. Right? Mm. So you you can consume it. But if your alcohol is produced with uh is produced and then you have the intention to uh filter it and produce alcohol it, uh, yeah. to get high or to get drunk, then very simple uh, Confirm is uh confirm is uh, haram already. Yeah, and it's very yeah, yeah. It's, it's very very clear that there's no doubt here. Yeah. It says that in the E Fatwa, right? <laughs> I think it was item number four or five, it says that tapai is halal to eat. Uh, <laughs> exactly that tapai issue was was I think using tapai as an example, you can roughly uh, I mean you roughly know, like the rest uh, what, of the how you can apply the, uh, to the rest of the food item already. So yeah. but the, the takeaway that I got from reading that fatwa right, the E Fatwa from Jakim, you go to the Jakim website, right? It's very simple only. If the intention is to produce alcohol for consumption, right? You want you want the alcohol to get drunk or whatever. Then simple is that it's haram. haram. Mm. Like if you produce a soy sauce or fermenting uh, all this and it has a little bit of uh, alcohol in it as a byproduct, then no worries. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's what it says uh, very yeah. clearly. Yeah. All about intent. Speaking of tapai, I think you have some samples for us. Yes, man. Have you eaten tapai before? Nope. Them racist. Have you eaten tapai? Why, why is it racist? <laughs> I'm also racist apparently. Oh my so. god. Okay, okay. Oh, let's the be, only one that's Let's get educated. Let's be better Malaysians today. Okay, guys. Uh, so this is uh, one type of tapai. Uh, this tapai, uh, I actually prefer the ubi one, but this is the uh, pulut one. So the pulut one is a uh, glutinous rice. Now. So what they do is, they cook the glutinous rice, and then they pound the ragi, which is the yeast, uh, and then they sprinkle on the rice. And then they keep it for two or three days until it's fermented with a little bit of alcohol content in there, right? So if I let this process run, right? If I let this process run further and further, it will start producing rice wine already, right? So this is like the early stages. Lah. And this is one of the most interesting dessert I've had. Lah. Yeah. There are many ways to eat it. Normally, people have it in weddings and uh, when they celebrate something, they have it. But then I saw there's a lot of trend. People starting started to eat this with milk and ice cream. So today, we have some uh, vanilla ice cream from uh, our, our my friend, the ice cream bar. Thank you to Isai's Tauke, the sponsor. So you just uh, put some put the tapai in there. And you just eat it uh, together with the ice cream. And and this one is wrapped in the uh, daun getah. Right? So the leaf from the uh, pokok getah. Sometimes they wrap it in the daun pisang. So before you do it, I think you smell it. It smells like beer. You see? It smells yeah. like yeah, it yeah. smells like the alco yeah. alcoholic fermentation. Uh, you can eat it neat, you can just whack it straight away, or you can eat it with the ice cream. Yeah. Is it naturally sweet or is it's got because of the glu is the glutinous uh, Yeah, so so uh, there's a there's a few ways of doing it. Some people when uh I think this is in general also like some people when they ferment something, they put some sugar in it to kickstart the yeast. Mm. Because ye yeast uh, wakes up when, they, when, when uh, it needs sugar to wake up, so they put some sugar in there to, to, to wake it up. But I think this one is the sugar that you're tasting is purely from the fermentation. So the yeast already started uh, breaking down the starch of the rice and turning it into sugar already. So that's why I say the next stage is the yeast will start eating the, the sugar and turn it into alcohol. And this is where the early stage of that is happening already. Mm. So it's, it's, there's, a, there's a saying in Malay, right? Making this tapai, there's so much pantang, right? It's like even the wind blow the wrong way, uh, then this thing become masam already, right? There's so many pantang when they make uh, tapai traditionally. There are many things. Uh, one is, cannot cannot put it near anything red color. You shouldn't be consuming anything sour. Women shouldn't be having their uh, menstrual thingy, right? Hip period. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, you shouldn't put it uh, near, near uh, wear certain color clothes and all, all that. So it's them, like, so that's, that's for me, right? 
it's very interesting to see because people know this thing is very finicky, right? You have to do everything right, yeah. like fermenting things. That's why me and Rene, we we don't dare do kimchi. You do a one thing wrong, you fuck the wrong way. Uh, next thing, the kimchi come out <laughs> black or blue. Who knows, right? Yeah. But that's our assumption. But yeah. apparently, it's not so difficult, yeah. at least for kimchi. Now, here's the funny thing. Uh, ice cream bar obviously is famous for sell, uh, for its alcoholic ice cream. Mm. But when eating this together, I feel like I'm eating their alcoholic ice cream because this mm. range that we got, the vanilla flavor, is not alcoholic. Yeah, right. It's from the tapai. Yeah. yeah, and it it's tastes. Good it's got a juice, man. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Mm. Actually, I'm gonna have one more. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Actually, yeah. Uh, I think the trend started is they put this in chendol. So if there are certain chendol ah, stores, yes, 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 yes. you can get yeah, tapai yeah, yeah. as a as an add on. Oh, maybe I'll try and make something weird with this. Yeah, bro. You should. Mm. You should. So just now you were saying how, you know, when you hear about all this like pantang from making tapai, right? It makes you a bit more anxious of fermenting things, right? No, no I just, it's just the under, understanding of, you know, how, how, how special the process actually is. But scientifically speaking, from my experience doing dry aged beef, right? It's always, it always come back to that few factor. Temperature, uh, humidity, and time, these three things. Mm. Because if I if I do dry aged beef, right, any of these factor goes off, uh, there's a few thousand ringgit <laughs> down the drain already. I'm not even joking, yeah. It always comes down to these three factors. Mm. Yeah. And I think more than that, it's also like hygiene, right? Like uh. If your environment is clean, you have very little to worry about like your, your fermented product like going wrong or spoiling. Or, mm. Yeah. So after today making kimchi, do you feel like more, you will make more fermented things? Maybe you'll make tapai, man. <laughs> if I make tapai, it'll be uh, the puchao version, right? So I, I wanted to share with you guys, right? I never knew, right? I eat a putian for so long. I didn't know it was puchao. Eat what? what? This oh, Chinese putian, restaurant, putian. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, the Taiwanese right. restaurant. Okay. So, okay, for you viewers out there, if you want to know what we are talking about, right? This uh, flavor compound set is very hard for me to explain. I go to putian. There's one puchao dish in there called the red, uh, red wine chicken. Right, so the chicken chicken is cooked uh, from the residue of this uh, rice when Fucha people make their rice wine. So what happens is uh, this tapai thing, right? Already cooked uh, glutinous rice, they put the red yeast, put in a jar, so they let it ferment for forty days. So after that, they take out the wine and all this uh, residue inside. They use that to cook the chicken, mm. and that taste profile, right, is fucking amazing. amazing. That you all have to go and eat it. Like I will bring you guys go there now if we can. I have one. Yeah. It's twelve o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is such a special taste. It's one of my top top five dishes. Uh. Top wow. five dishes. Uh. Because of, how do you explain this kind of taste? Mm. Yeah, it only comes from fermentation. Yeah. Go taste it. Go taste it. Go taste it. Wow, yeah, yeah, a lot of sponsors today, eh? Yeah. Putian, yeah. Ice cream Hey. Wow, kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> With that, I think we can bring our episode to a close. Um, I think, yeah, actually, yeah. me, so like, researching a bit on, like, fermented stuff, right? But actually, I think I learned a lot from home, especially about <laughs> We always learn a lot from home. Just trying to learn that racist. More Malaysian. <laughs> yeah, but I hope you guys had fun uh, making kimchi, and I hope you guys enjoyed watching them making kimchi also. Yeah, yeah. this has inspired me to, to explore more fermented stuff into my products. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe not grasshopper though. <laughs> and if you need help making fermented stuff, you can call us. Yeah. Maybe. Okay, see ya! Alright, bye guys! Bye.